TV Sports Top and Jerry podcast is live. Tosh Meyer is here with Jared Blinder. Today's football opening day. We're here to preview the NFL season, break out some of these new NFL segments we have, uh, give you guys our upset and lock of the week at the end of this show, uh, as well as don't sleep on. But man, couldn't be more excited. Football's back. You know where we're going to be on Sundays. Um, Gary, can't even contain my excitement for this one. Yeah, dude, no guests today, just us two going at it. I'm so excited to be talking Pats football again. Sunday, 1 p.m. on the East Coast. Be there. Here we go. Cam Newton, new era. Get excited. Yeah, we'll for sure have the uh, two TVs going on Sunday. I've, I've, I'll have the Packers game on one TV, Red Zone on the other TV. Uh, it's gonna be It's going to be epic. Um, yeah, man, were- set up for two TV sports is Red Zone, your home team. Absolutely. Couldn't have said any better. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so, yeah, we're going to go through each division, talk about some teams we like, talk about some players we like, um, give you guys some picks here. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be off and running. So let's get to it, Jerry. AFC West, who do we like? Yeah, so first game is the, uh, the Chiefs and the Texans today. Going to be really exciting. I think the AFC West is one of the easier divisions, I think, for both of us to uh, kind of predict what's going to go on there. Defending Super Bowl champions gave Patrick Mahomes, you know, half a billion dollars uh, to sign a little funny, funny money there with the cap. Maybe it won't actually be 500 million, but, you know, still got absolutely paid. I don't see the Chiefs having any problem with this division. Uh, they open up, I think last I saw nine, 10 point favorites at home, uh, even without the fans to against the Texans tonight. Yeah, I think the, uh, the Chiefs are going to take this division. The biggest question I have is of the other three teams, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, I think one of these teams will be in contention for a playoff spot, especially now that there's seven uh, playoff teams. Uh, Jerry, which of these three is, is uh, going to be the second team in this division? Yes, yeah, so it's good that you mentioned if you had you know one of them making it. I actually don't have any other team making it out of the AFC West. Um, I think it's a real toss-up between who gets the second seed. I don't think there's any big differentiation. What I'm mostly looking at is if Drew Locke is going to be the Broncos QB of the future going forward. We know Elway's had a bunch of issues with uh, quarterbacks and choosing, you know, who their franchise guy is going to be. Peyton Manning, of course, was can't miss uh, coming off the neck surgery. Did have some good fortune there. But other than that, Elway's track record has just been absolutely horrible. Really excited on the Raiders to see Henry Ruggs. You know, we've heard um, how good he's looked in camp, but it's got to translate to game day and not just practice. The Chargers are really interesting because their safety, their best player on defense, I think, besides Melvin Ingram, there when James went down with, I think it was a meniscus injury or an ACL or something like that. So he's out for the year. That's a big blow to their defense. And then we know that our guy from U of Oregon, Justin Herbert, is looking to take over the keys to that to that car. And I just don't know how long Tyrod's going to be the guy there. Um, I think he could definitely have some early success, but unfortunately, like not. I don't. Th- I don't really believe in any one of these teams to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, so I'm kind of with you. I don't think any of them will make the playoffs this year, but I think if there's one team that's going to push for a playoff spot and maybe be in contention, uh, it's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders with John Gruden, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. They signed some guys to their defense, uh, Corey Littleton, um, and I think they might be you know around 500 pushing for a playoff spot. So. Uh, I'll keep my eye out on the Raiders, but um, in this division, I got the Chiefs as the only team that's making the playoffs. Um, let's move over to the to the uh, AFC North now. Uh, 
This division is, I, I think this might be one of the best divisions in football. Uh, you've got Baltimore, who was one of the best teams uh, in football last year. You've got Pittsburgh, who's, who has Big Bang coming back. Their defense was amazing last year. They almost made the playoffs with, with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. You've got the Browns, who were hyped up last year. New coach, Kevin Stefanski, and to see how that will look. And then you've got Joe Burrow, our boy, kind of, uh, in Cincinnati. A lot of weapons there. Um, I really like this division. What are your thoughts, Gary? Yeah, this division is arguably one of the best ones, most competitive and fun ones to watch. I also have the NFC West up there with the Niners, uh, the Rams, and Seahawks going at it with Arizona as a fun little wild card. But yeah, as far as picking this division goes, I think it's really hard to pick against the Ravens uh, and the reigning MVP and Lamar Jackson. They added J.K. Dobbins, a sneaky good draft pick, uh, to go have a two-headed monster in the backfield with Mark Ingram. I kind of think they're going to do like a Kamara, Latavius Murray type deal or something like that. But, you know, Big Ben's coming back off injury. They have Juju Smith-Schuster there who's looking to have him bounce back here. His numbers were a little bit down last year without Big Ben. Um, the Steelers' defense has been rumored to be one of the top defenses this year. Um, and it's just a matter of whether they can slow down um, Lamar Jackson on the Ravens. And so I could easily see the Steelers taking this division, but as of right now, I have the Ravens still holding on to, to take the, uh, the throne in the North. Yeah. The Ravens, uh, lost some pieces on defense. I mean, it seems like they kind of lose pieces on defense every year and, uh, they're really good at developing their guys. So, um, I like the Ravens. The one thing that worries me about that pick is if Lamar gets hurt, um, just the, the style he plays in, it seems like it, it might be easy for him to get hurt, but uh, I like the Ravens to win this division. Pittsburgh, I like their defense, um, but the one thing that worries me is when Ben was, you know, throwing the ball all around the field a few years ago, he had Antonio Brown, one of the best receivers in the NFL, uh, who's no longer there, so I, I don't think Ben will be as good, but I still like Pittsburgh to, you know, to be maybe 9-7, and 10-6, um, make the playoffs, and I think Cleveland or Cincinnati. I think one of these teams will be pretty good. Um, hard to really know who, just kind of because of injuries. But I think both teams have a good amount of offensive talent and um, could be potentially around five hundred. Yeah, I mean the Bengals definitely have offensive talent uh, with AJ Green finally being healthy. Excited to see him back on the field. Um, Joe Burrow, I'm really excited for. They just signed Joe Mixon to that big contract extension. But you got to remember, they went 2-14 and 14 last year, and I just don't think they're nearly ready to compete for anywhere near that division um, or, or a playoff bid. Um, Cleveland, I think this is an absolutely massive year for Baker Mayfield. Coming into year three, so has Jarvis Landry, has Odell Beckham, has Nick Chubb, has Kareem Hunt. He has everything you could ever need. You know, still has Austin Hooper at tight end. Like He has talent there. Um, I think this year is really make or break. And so... I actually don't have them making the playoffs. I have the Steelers coming in as a close second to the Ravens, uh, getting a wild card bid out of the North. Um, but I would not be shocked if, if Baker plays well, you know, the Browns can make some noise in this division. We know they play the Ravens pretty tight every single year. Um, that's happening pretty early. So that's going to be, that's going to be a really good game to watch. Yeah. It would not shock me if the Browns made the playoffs. I just, they haven't earned my trust to pick them, but I do like Baker. And um, and you gotta yeah. like that they got rid of Freddie Kitchens, uh, bringing in Stefanski from I think it was the Vikings. Um, yeah. So I mean, it can't possibly be a downgrade there. I don't see how they could they could have downgraded from that coach. Yeah, and even last year, what were they like seven and nine? I think so. I mean, you think 
better coach. Um, Baker, another year, get tight end, super for him. Like, they could be in the mix. So I think people are sleeping on the Browns a little bit, but they haven't earned my trust yet. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to the uh, East, your division, uh, AFC East. Uh, Jerry, I want to ask you about the Pats. I know you've got some Pats takes. Yeah, sure. Um, I just wanted to start first by asking you a question in regards to like our quarterback versus the rest of the division, um, because the Bills have been getting a lot of hype. But let's let's start with the Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Cam Newton. Who do you like? I like Cam uh, if he's healthy, but I I think Fitzpatrick's pretty good. But uh, yeah, Cam Cam, is, Cam yeah Cam's the best quarterback in your guys' division. Exactly. So let's run through this. Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting for the Dolphins. I think Tua could be good, but he's not playing against this week one. The Jets have Sam Darnold, who is not exactly a proven talent yet. He's still a work in progress. No shot he's better than Cam Newton. Uh, the Bills have been getting a ton of buzz this offseason as the AFC East division favorites. And I understand they have a good defense, but makes zero sense to me. They have Josh Allen at quarterback. You can talk all day about his arm talent, but what good is that if you can't hit your receivers? I mean, I know they added Stephon Diggs and they have John Brown there, but if you can't get your receiver the ball accurately, it doesn't really matter who you have on the outside. Um, and so, you know, the Pats took a bad situation and replaced it with another former MVP quarterback who's the most mobile guy they've ever had under center uh, under the Belichick era. And so the people picking against the Pats to lose this division or not, you know, be the favorite for this division is absolutely ludicrous. Furthermore, their over-under is at nine wins. Are you joking? We won 11 games with Matt Castle in 2008 when Brady went down. This is an absolute joke. Hammer the over on the Pats. We're going to take the AFC East. No contest. That being said, I do think the Bills have all the makings to be in the playoffs, and I do have them very closely behind the Pats uh, to sneak into one of those wild-card spots. Yeah, so... A lot of a lot of stuff there that for me to break down. Um, first of all, with Cam, um, you guys, I think the Pats fans are overrating him a little bit. I mean, he's been good as of late. Uh, has not been great. I mean, twenty-four touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, twenty-two touchdowns, sixteen, nineteen touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. Like he's been all right. Um, you're, you guys are going to need a better version of Cam in those years to be dominant um the weapons just aren't there for the pack you guys lost some players on your defense um as well but i do think the bill belichick factor will make up for that and you guys will probably be about 10 and 6 and win that division one other thing about the every time i hear about how the matt castle pack went 11 and 5 um part of that is the year before that you guys were 16 and 0 um and so that's a five. Yeah, we might have had a pretty good team at that point that's, too. That's that's a five game decrease there. So if you if you're talking eleven wins last year, uh, decrease that by five. You're talking six and ten. Um, but I do, I mean Belichick's the best coach, and and Cam is Cam will make plays. Your defense will probably be solid. Even though you guys lost some guys, I like the Pats to win this division as you do. Yeah, speaking um, of our defense, before we move on, we drafted this guy Kyle Duggar who is undersized, got overlooked at the draft. And he's going to be, remember this name, Kyle Duggar. He is going to be one of those Patriots guys that, you know, you look back and go, 
oh man, how did that guy fall to the Patriots? I can't believe they did it again. Mark it down, book it. All right, I'll, I'll keep my eye out for him. Um, in terms of the other three teams, I like the Bills. I like Sean McDermott. He's a good coach. That defense should be uh, rocking again. Um, the one thing that worries me is I feel like the Bills have a pretty big home field advantage up in Buffalo with the, the Bills Mafia, and that's not going to be a thing this year. So No, and also we and to, another point, too, is we both really like Tua, but this year's just not the Dolphins' year. Uh, I really like Brian Flores, too, again. The old D coordinator for the Pats. Um, they've had a lot of defensive pieces. Um, they're going to be good soon, very soon. Yeah, speak for yourself about this not being the Dolphins' year. Um, <laughs> it, I think it might be the Dolphins' year. Um, they haven't earned my trust to pick them to, to be a, a really good team yet, but uh, their secondary is going to be dynamic. Uh, they signed a few guys. They, had, they drafted a few guys, so I think their secondary is going to be dynamic. That's a huge part of being good in the NFL these days. You've got um, a better running game, I think. I really like Matt Breida, uh, who they picked up. And then Fitzpatrick was really good last year. Tua's there as well. Sounds, it seems like they've got two good quarterbacks. I think the Dolphins might be on the edge of playoff contention. Things break their way. They should be good. The Jets as well had a very good end of the year last year. Um, I'm just not bought in on the Sam Darnold hype. But... Um, it would not shock me, you know, the Jets were playing really well at the end of last year. Like, if Darnold makes a step, they could be, you know, in playoff contention. This, this division is really interesting to me, but I, I do like the Pats and Bills to get into the playoff, uh, the other two teams to, to barely miss. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a little bit more uh, contentious than, than most years, but I still, I'll still be riding or dying with, with my Pats week to week. going to be a huge week one against the Dolphins. Uh, very excited to that. But moving on to another contentious division here. In the last division, the AFC, the AFC South. You got Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, the Jacksonville Jags, and the Tennessee Titans. Tosh, who do you like coming out of the South this year? So I really like uh, two teams in this division. I like the Colts. Uh, Phil Rivers behind a good offensive line. I don't think I've seen that, you know, ever. And so I think I could see him being pretty decent behind a good O-line and Frank Reich system. Their running game should be good with Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. I really like their receivers as well with uh, T.Y. Hilton and, and uh, Michael Pittman from USC. He, he's going to be a good rookie. Uh, their defense is improving. I see the Colts uh, being a threat this year, actually being you know around 10, 12 and 4 to 10 and 6, depending on injuries. I uh, like the Colts, and then I like the Titans. Uh, I, I think Tannehill, the Tannehill to A.J. Brown connection is going to be uh, pretty good. You know, last year they were one of the top connections when they both were playing, and Brown was a rookie. Look for that to improve. Um, their line got a little bit worse, and their secondary got a little bit worse. But with Tannehill, I think they lost, like, one game um, and went far in the playoffs. So, I mean, they should be pretty good, too. Houston lost a ton of guys. They still have Deshaun. They'll be a threat. Um, and the Jags are pretty much tanking. So I got the, uh, the the Colts and the Titans to make the playoffs in this division. Uh, Houston barely misses out, which is kind of an upset for, for some. What about you, Jerry? So I think you're coming in way, way too high on the Colts there at 12-4. and four. I mean, I think they could be good. Uh, the thing about the South is that it always comes down to, it seems like, the Sunday Night Football Week 17 game. So I, I did a little fast-forward, looked up who... Uh, is playing Week 17 in that division. It's going to be the Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans Week 17. So that means one of these two teams will have to be in the playoffs. 
because um, I don't see the Jags in, in the playoffs, um, and they're playing the Colts. So I actually really like the uh, Tennessee Titans to come out of this division. I love the Javion Clowney one-year signing out of them. Um, I don't think it hurts your defense at all. Um, I think Derrick Henry, you know, we've seen what he can do, and now it's a little bit harder to stack the box um, with the A.J. Brown connection that Ryan Tannehill has. And I don't even think Ryan Tannehill has to set the world on fire this season. He just has to be competent, stay healthy, um, get the guy, ball to the guys to make plays. Um, so I kind of like that. And then you're pretty high in the Colts, and I was doing this whole back and forth on the Texans and the Colts. And I really, really think, oh, well, first off, the best rookie on the Colts is uh, going to be Jonathan Taylor, not, not Pittman. But anyways, um, I, you know, I think it really comes down to injuries on the Texans or the Colts on who makes. And I do think there's going to be a second playoff team coming out of this division. Um, I actually had the, uh, the Texans and the Sean Watson coming out of the South. I think you're a little bit or, uh, out of the wild card from the South. I think you're a little bit lower on the Sean Watson than I am in general. Uh, but I, I, I think he'll be all right, especially if Will Fuller stays healthy. They got Randall Cobb. They got Kenny Stills. Yeah, so, so they have Cooks, and if he can stay healthy with Randall Cobb and Fuller, I think he has enough offensive weapons to replace um, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it's going to be tough, but I still like J.J. Watt and their defense uh, a little bit more than the Colts. But I think it'll be fun watching to see who gets that, that second spot after the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, definitely a lot up in the air in the in the AFC. It seems like we know who some of these top teams will be, but besides them, you know, really anyone can make the playoffs. Um, let's move over to the NFC. NFC West, one of the best divisions, um, and I could see this go in many ways, to be honest. Um, all four teams are coming in with some height, and, and, and yeah. So, Jerry, what are your thoughts on this division? Yeah, this one is another one that's really up for grabs. Um, I saw that the Niners are favored to win this division, but I'm actually not going to pick them. I believe in the Super Bowl hangover. The wide receivers scare me. I don't think they can recreate the same running success that they had last year. Um, I'm actually going to go with their, their arch rival, the Seattle Seahawks, to come out of that division. Uh, Russell Wilson now has DK Metcalf coming into his second year, along with Tyler Lockett to throw to. Not that they throw that much. They have Chris Carson, who's a very fine back. Um, and I, I really like them. The, conversely, though, the Rams, I think, have the most weapons out of anybody in that division. Um, you know, they now have Cam Akers at running back. They still have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup uh, at wide receiver. Uh, Goff's okay. You know, he has decent games, not great games, but I think he'll be fine in that offense. And then you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the same defense. Like, that's going to be pretty tough week to week. But as of right now, I have the, uh, the Seahawks coming out of that division. And then I also have the Niners uh, following suit and still making the playoffs and having a, having a good run there. Yeah. So I think one of, um, I think, I think the Rams are going to have a little bit of a bounce back. Um, but I think one of the Rams, Seattle and San Francisco is going to miss the playoffs. Um, and I'm going to say the Rams missed the playoffs of those three. I think Arizona is a little bit behind them. Um, they're up and coming, but in this division, it's going to be tough. San Francisco, um, you know, they lost their left tackle. Joe Staley is kind of underrated. Uh, they brought in Trent Williams, but we'll see if how he's, you know, how he is. Uh, their defense should be pretty good. Lost Forrest Buckner. I, I think the Niners will, will win this division. Maybe not be as good as last year, but still be pretty good. Seattle, other than Wilson, I don't really like their roster. 
Um, and so with Wilson, I think that's good enough, and Metcalf and Lockett to get you probably about 10 wins. Uh, Niners should be about there, too. I think Seattle and San Francisco both make um, interesting to see how Kyler Murray does this year with Hopkins. I think that might really help him, um, you know, develop into a better quarterback. So I, I kind of like Arizona, but just not in this division. The, the um, only thing that worries me a little bit about Seattle is that the home crowd advantage that they have, uh, the 12th man is taken away this year. So I do think that might swing a game. Um, but that being said, like, I, I really like Russell Wilson in those one possession games. Like, it seems like he is ready to be, as he says, Mr. Yeah. Unlimited. And so hopefully they do open up the offense a little bit more, be a little more creative. Um, Cause you know, he definitely has like the accuracy and the talent to, to carry that team now. Yeah. That's a good point you make about the uh, 12s up there in Seattle. They're not going to be around this year. Um, one thing though, that I, I think is going to be a trend. And I, I went to bring this up earlier though, is everyone's talking about how the, uh, how like offenses aren't going to do as well this year because of, they didn't have time this offseason. I think it's actually going to be the other way. I think offenses are going to do really well this year. Uh, there's no crowd noise, so quarterbacks are going to be able to make last-minute adjustments. Everyone's going to be able to, to uh, on the offense, hear the quarterback and what, what exactly they want to run. Um, and and there's, there's no crowd noise, so it's going to be much easier to communicate on offense. Yeah. And I think that the fact that the offense knows where they're going, the defense doesn't, makes it so that the more time that the there, the less time that the offense has had working together uh, might actually be beneficial because defenses also had less time. Um, so that's something I wanted to like. like yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. I think that the no crowd noise is definitely advantageous to the, uh, the offense. And I think the first like four or five weeks, we're going to see some outrageous point totals um, just because of poor tackling. You know, we always have some poor tackling, like, early in the season anyways, but without the preseason and even the starters getting uh, live action against other teams, I think it's going to be pretty sloppy. Um, just another reason to like yeah. the Chiefs tonight going into game one. Totally. Um, yeah, let's move over to the NFC North, my division. Go Pack Go. Got the uh, Packers. He went 13-3 and last year. No one's talking about this year, Jerry. I was looking online. Their over-unders at eight and a half. Um, <laughs> And they went 13 and three last year. And, and I know many people didn't like our draft, but the thing is, is especially in a year like this, the draft really is probably not going to be that big of an impact on your team for pretty much bringing back the same team that went 13 and three, fourth youngest team in the NFL. I think we'll, those guys are going to be better than last year. And, and the biggest factor, too, is that when we drafted Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers got a little kick in his butt. He's going to be motivated. He said that he found something looking at 2011 film. He was by far the best quarterback in the league. Actually had the best quarterback season ever. And he made an adjustment. And apparently he's been looking really good in practice this year um, in training camp. And so I like the Packers in this division. Um, and I, and I think other than the Packers, this, this division is not very good. Um, and so I think the Packers are going to run away with this one. And no, none of these other teams, I don't think, are going to make the playoff. Uh, so firstly, no surprises that Aaron Rodgers is looking good in practice. I mean, he might be the most talented guy I've seen out there. Um, so that's the first thing. But I do have to agree with you. I'm going to subscribe to the fact that the Packers had, you know, a terrible draft. But them drafting Jordan Love 
did light the fire under Rogers' ass. Not that he necessarily needs it more so, um, but I think he's going to absolutely light it up this season. And so I was going back and forth at first between the Vikings and the Packers, and it came down to, I think the Vikings have a little bit better of a defense than the Packers do this year, um, but I just don't trust Kirk Cousins, especially losing Stephon Diggs. Now he just has Thielen to throw to. He's an awesome receiver, but that you can put more attention on him and kind of limit the offense. Uh, Dalvin worries me injury-wise. I just don't know that he's capable of staying healthy for 16 games. Um, and Green Bay, you know, they still have um, Devontae Adams. And then I, does it really matter who else Aaron Rodgers is throwing to? Like, anybody he has, I know Alan Lazard's on the team, and you could probably go into more of, like, their wide receiver depth if you really wanted to. But we've seen year after year that he takes pretty average guys or guys that you've never heard of and turns them into absolute studs for whatever you know, a couple of weeks he needs them. And so I do like the Packers coming out of this division. Um, I did want to talk about the Lions a little bit. I kind of have them as my NFL sleeper team this year. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be healthy, could easily throw for 4,500, 5,000 yards this year. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay are going to be healthy and back. TJ Hawkinson's looking good. Uh, they have on Johnson. Now they just drafted DeAndre Swift. I really like their talent they have. Um, all went healthy. And then I want to turn it over to you after just mentioning that Chicago made the right choice to go with Mitch Trubisky because they can pull him. Um, I, you know, they could have had Cam Newton again for a million dollars and said they signed Nick Foles, who's not even going to be their starter. So that franchise is in complete disarray. Matt Nagy on the hot seat. Uh, would not be surprised if uh, they let him go after the season. Yeah, so Mitch, Mitch is not good. And I, I don't think the Bears will be good until they get rid of him. Um, the Lions, I like. I like your take on them. They'll be they'll be decent. Um, I kind of worry about their defense. I just don't know. They, you know, they got rid of Darius Slay. They drafted Jeffrey Akuda. Uh, relying on rookie cornerbacks in the NFL is kind of risky, in my opinion. Um, so I think their defense might not be great. I, I do think they'll be around 500. Uh, the Vikings lost a ton of guys on uh, offense and defense. Um, I think they, they had nine rookies make their 53-man roster. So they're young. Uh, they, you know, I, I don't think their defense is going to be, you know, the Minnesota defense that most people remember, even after getting Ngakwe. Um, and now they're having Gakwe and Daniel Hunter. That's a decent pass rush. But other than those two, their defense, um, and they've got the safeties, but the corners are a huge liability, and that's big in the NFL these So days, do you so. like Minnesota or the Lions coming out second in this division since we both have the Packers yeah. you know, at the one spot? I, I like the Lions as second, and I think the Bears and Vikings are both going to be around 5-11. and 11. So, uh, and the Lions might maybe around 500. So I like the Lions as the second team. Yeah, I mean, I've been going back and forth between the Vikings and Lions, and I can see either team, you know, coming out of that spot for a while. You know, one of them gets it. Um, I haven't looked into when they play or, you know, what that's going to look like. But I think, yeah, like we were mentioning, like the Seahawks have that huge home field advantage. Uh, the skull chant with the Vikes players is absolutely electric, and they're just not going to have that this year. Um, and so I think you're, you know, I have that Lions team as my sleeper team. And so originally, like, I was going to go with the Vikes, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with the Lions there second uh, with you. I kind of like that take. Yeah, I, I, I think Minnesota is going to be a little bit of a rebuild here. And, and Kirk Cousins, when he doesn't have a 
you know, Diggs was one of his best options, and, and that's gone. Like, they're relying on rookie corners, rookie receivers. The line's not great. Um, so, yeah. Um, but let's move, move into the, the NFC East. You know, one of the worst divisions in football, I think. Um, you've got Philly and Dallas. Um, I think, you know, everyone has their take on who's going to be better. And then Washington and the Giants are kind of both rebuilding. Um, I like, I kind of like Dallas uh, just because their offense, I think, is going to be dynamic. Mike McCarthy, um, we'll see what he does. I personally like him, and I always liked him. The one thing I don't get is all these people are we're, we're talking so much shit on him when he was in Green Bay about how boring his offense was, and now he goes to Dallas, and everyone's like, oh, the Mike McCarthy offense. Like, I, I just, you know, that it seems hypocritical. I've always liked him. I think he's going to make... Uh, I think he's going to make some of their guys pretty good. And, um, and yeah, I like Dallas worried a little bit about their defense. Um, Jerry, what are your thoughts on Dallas? Yeah. So I don't see this division being, uh, in contention at all. I think Dallas absolutely runs away with this division, uh, which is unfortunate because our big Jackson who comes on this podcast is the biggest Cowboys fans. I know or fan I know. And, uh, for me to agree with any of his Cowboys fandom is, you know, hard for me to do. I hate gassing him up like that. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys offense is going to be insane. Um, Dak's playing for a huge contract extension. You know, he wants like $40 million a year, which is crazy. But, you know, he still has Zeke. Uh, he has Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup emerges a stud last year. And they draft who I thought was the best receiver in the draft, C.D. Lamb. Um, and the reports are that he might be the best receiver on the team out of Gallup and Amari Cooper. Um, and so, you know, the Eagles have been getting some buzz with Wentz being healthy. Uh, but I just, like, don't think they have the pieces to, to compete with Dallas this year. Uh, the Giants, I think, get a little bit better with Daniel Jones and a healthy Saquon. Um, they have some interesting pieces on offense, too, with Darius Slayton. And I guess Sterling Shepard's, you know, still kind of there. Um, but I just don't think they have the overall team to compete this year. And I see Dallas not having any problems in the regular season. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm worried about Philly's offensive line. Carson Wentz can stay healthy. Seems kind of like a big issue to me. Uh, so yeah, both on Dallas, we don't think either team, either of those three will make the playoffs. Other Philly, Washington, Giants. Right? No, I don't see any of those making the playoffs. Any of those other teams? I think Dallas is the clear favorite and takes that pretty easily. Yeah, I would agree. Um, let's move over to the NFC South, which might be my most interesting division. Uh, you've got the same Drew Brees as last year. You've got Tampa Bay, Tom Brady um, on the new squad. Atlanta, who I think is underrated, had some big wins last year in San Francisco, playing better down the stretch with Matt Ryan healthy. And then Carolina hired Matt Rule from Baylor. I think that guy's a really good coach. And I think their offense is going to be dynamic with Teddy B, uh, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Daniel. Um, they've got more at receiver, McCaffrey. Uh, they drafted a ton of defensive dudes. We'll see how those guys work out. But uh, very interesting division, Jerry. Yeah, man, Tampa Bay is going to be going to be a fun one for me to watch. Again, gotta say, sad to see Brady leave the Pats. That sucks. Um, I see the Saints still winning this division. Um, you know, they've kind of been kings of this division the past couple of years. I don't see that changing. And then I was going back between Atlanta, who I really like what they've done. Um, you know, that Todd Gurley signing. Um, you know, having Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones there on offense. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know, pretty steady, good quarterback to have. So I'm going back between him and the Bucks, 
And I was leaning actually earlier this week towards the Falcons. But, you know, listen, I got to ride with my guy, Tom Brady, for the second team coming out of the uh, NFC South. He has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, his boy Gronk's there, who I'm in agreement with you is not going to be a huge difference maker. I think they'll save him for, you know, key third down situations. I don't think they're going to have him in there, you know, all the time. I think he's going to be a very situational type of guy. Um, They'd sign Leonard Fournette, which I don't know if that necessarily moves the needle just because running back, unless you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who you mentioned, um, doesn't really matter that much. They're pretty interchangeable. And so they have both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette there. We also got to remember the Leonard Fournette's like 25. Like he has so much room to run. Like he's going to be great with on that offense. Um, And then their defense is pretty good. Uh, last year, I mean, they kept the Bucks in games. The only reason they lost so much was because Jameis went 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. And so, you know, Brady's going to throw for half that at most. And so for that reason, like the Bucks, I think, have a real good shot to uh, get another wild card spot out of that division behind the Saints. Oh, and, yeah, I- you know, the Saints, the Saints and the Bucks play week one, so that's going to be a real test for, for both teams. Yeah, I'm very interested to see that game, Saints Bucks Week One. Um, I think the Saints will take this division. I, you know, I think the Bucks will be right there for all the reasons you said. I, I do see the Saints regressing a little bit. Breeze is getting a little bit older, so I think both teams will be around uh, the ten and six mark. And then I think one of Atlanta or Carolina will sneak into the playoffs. I'll, I'll go with Atlanta on that. I, I kind of like Atlanta this year. Yeah, I do want to agree with you that Breeze definitely is not uh, the quarterback he was two, three years ago. Um, but that being said, like, I still think he'll get to the ball to Michael Thomas. You know, best receiver in the game, just fine. Um, so you have you have three teams coming out of this division. Yeah, I have the Saints, the Buffs, and the Falcons. I think Carolina will also be decent, but tough division. Yeah, I kind of like that. Very tough division. Yeah, winner could easily be like 11-5, 10-6 for sure. Yeah, so uh, awesome. So those are the division breakdowns. Now let's get to some over-unders. We've got three uh, over-unders that we both, or that that we like. Uh, I'll start out with my first, Jerry. Uh, I like the Packers. Over 8.5, won 13 games last year. Uh, don't see the swing of five games there uh, in a bad division. Uh, you can lock this one in. Packers are going to win more than eight and a half games unless Aaron Rodgers misses like half the season. Yeah, I'm glad we're both starting with our uh, our favorite teams because I I have the Patriots at the at the over too. They're at nine wins right now, locking in at the over. You know they're going to get ten or eleven easily. Uh, don't buy any of the tanking rumors. Bill Belichick's not about that. It's raved about Cam and all of camp. Uh, it's going to be a great year for us. Can't wait. Yeah, I like that one. Um, my second one, Broncos under seven and a half. Uh, I just don't think Drew Locke is good. Um, Von Miller is not there now with the injury. Chris Harris um, also left, so they're two best defensive players. Uh, and, and yeah, the Broncos, I just don't see them being 500. So under seven and a half for them. So I have next, this one might surprise some people that know me. I have the Cowboys at nine and a half, and I'm taking the over on them. I'm really, really high on the Cowboys this year. Um, I think having limited fans act, fans actually lets them focus more on like actual on the field and less chatter off the field. You know, Jerry Jones has been really quiet this offseason, uh, bringing in the new coach. I love the firing of um, Garrett, Jason Garrett. Like, that guy's an idiot, terrible coach. Um, long overdue. I think they're going to be so much better. I could easily see them getting like 12, even 13 wins maybe this season. Uh, I think nine and a half is very, very doable in a pretty crappy NFCs. 
Yeah, the one thing that worries me about that is their secondary. Is their secondary going to be horrible and lose them some games? But I do like that. Uh, my last one is the Colts over nine and a half. Uh, with Jacksonville in that division, that's two wins. I, I think um, with the, the line, the running game, and then Rivers, uh, last year, you know, they weren't bad with Brissett. Uh, Rivers is a huge, you know, uh, better quarterback than Brissett. So, and I somewhat like their defense. I like Frank Reich. So, Colts, I see winning 11, you know, as I said before, 12 to 10 games. So, yeah, I don't like that as much. I'm going to go under on that one just because every single season we have a winner at that division at like nine and seven, 10 and six, and the rest go eight and eight or seven and nine. Um, so, I'm going to take the under on the Colts there, but that's mostly because I like the Titans and the Texans more so than the Colts. So, I see your point there. I'm just going to be taking the under on that one. But hey, that's, that's why the line's set there. Those are our uh, three over-unders for this season that we like. Um, let's get to our MVP and Rookie of the Year picks, Jerry. Yes, yeah, so I, you know, going along with the trend, um, I think it's too easy to pick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson to, you know, get another MVP. And so I think if the Cowboys have the season that I think they're going to have, you know, I don't even want to say it, but I'm going to have to here. Um, I like Dak Prescott a lot at the odds he's at to win the MVP. I think he's like third or fourth favorite to win it. Um, and he has, if, if there's ever going to be a year for him to do, it's going to be this year with all the weapons that he has during a contract year. Um, I think he's a real good pick for, for MVP this season. So, yeah, Jerry's all in on the Cowboys. Um, and I, listen, I'm not even a lover of the Cowboys. I would call myself a Cowboys hater. I don't like them or the Giants, really. I hate when they do well. But honestly, like I think this season they're going to do really, really well. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement, but I could see it also just not working out for them as it a lot of times does. But, I, uh, I hope it doesn't. You know, I have to hope it doesn't. It's always, <laughs> it's always more fun when the Cowboys implode. It really is. Well, yeah, A- after this podcast, you'll have to be rooting for them. But uh, um, my, my MVP pick, I'll pick uh, Patrick Mahomes. That guy's insane. Offense is going to be insane this year, and I like the addition of Clyde Edwards-Belair. Keep them honest. Uh, in the running game. And so MVP is Mahomes, my rookie of the year pick. I think everyone's really sleeping on this guy. It's Joe Burrow. He had maybe the best college football season ever last year. Um, and I think he's got some weapons up there in Cincinnati. He's got the McVay system. I think that's going to be a pretty good fit for him. Uh, I'll take Joe Burrow as my uh, rookie of the year pick. Yeah, so you actually mentioned my rookie of the year pick. I'm going to take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think it comes down between him and Joe Burrow. Um, we've seen it usually does go to the quarterback, but I think that the Bengals just have too much to overcome. And Clyde Edwards O'Leary is just like in the best possible situation he could ever be in. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be up 20 by the start of the fourth quarter um, in a ton of games, and they're just going to feed that man. So his numbers are going to be inflated. That offense is going to be absolutely insane. I mean, he could just fall into the end zone six times uh, when they get down near the goal line. And so I think his numbers are going to be really, really good, assuming that. He becomes that workhorse back after like the first couple of weeks, like we expect him to be. Yeah, I can see it, uh, especially if the Chiefs have a really good year. Um, and so, yeah, let's get to our playoff picks. My seven playoff teams were the Niners to win their division, Packers win theirs, Dallas win the South and or the East, and New Orleans wins the South. Seattle, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, my three wild cards. Um, and I think from the NFC. I'll take the Green Bay Packers to get to the Super Bowl. 
um, behind Aaron Rodgers, the running game, great pass rush and secondary. The Packers are getting slept on. Uh, Jerry, what do you see in the NFC? Yeah, not shocked you're taking your Packers there. Uh, in the NFC, I got the Cowboys, Saints, Packers, and Seahawks winning the division. And then my wild card teams are the Niners, Lions, and Bucks. Um, I think like most years, the NFC is pretty wide open. Um, I know I've been high on the Cowboys like this whole podcast, but I'm going to have them imploding in like the divisional round, getting upset. Um, yeah, it's classic Cowboys. I don't see them making the Super Bowl. Um, the Saints uh, have been close year after year, and this year is no different. They are going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. Um, I don't hate your Packers take, but I'm going to have uh, the Seahawks making it to the Super Bowl this season. Uh, a little kiss of death for them. I don't see the Niners being able to uh, repeat the former success they had, and so I'll take the Seahawks out of the a- NFC. Okay. Um, Seahawks and Packers for us. And now in the AFC, I've got Kansas City, Baltimore, New England, and Indy winning their divisions. Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Buffalo getting in as the wild cards, and I'll take the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. I could see an insane year from the Chiefs this year, maybe like 15-1 or something. Um, and so... Yeah, I'll take uh, that. The, the Chiefs versus the Packers. And then to win the Super Bowl, I will take the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers getting his second Super Bowl. Uh, Matt LaFleur, underrated coach. Um, as I said, the defense is underrated. I think they've got the you know the formula to beat teams in the NFL right now with the, uh, with the passing attack. They've got a really good uh, pass defense, really good pass rush, and secondary. Uh, the offense should be pretty good. So, like the Packers to win it all this year. So, in the AFC, I also have Chiefs, Ravens, Pats at the top. Um, I have the Titans instead at the four spot winning their division. Uh, then I have the Steelers, Bills, and Texans coming in. Um, I, unlike you, I'm not going to pick the Pats, my hometown team, for the first time maybe like ever to not win the Super Bowl. Um, I think they're a little bit light on defense and they don't have the offensive weapons necessarily that we need, even though I am really excited to see what that offense looks like. Um, I think I got to go chalk here in the AFC, Like chiefs are just going to be absolutely overwhelming. The only reason they didn't uh, do any better last year is because Mahomes dislocated his knee mid season. Um, if he stays healthy and the chiefs stay healthy, I see no reason they can't repeat. Um, so I have a little Chiefs Seahawks super bowl. Um, and you have a, uh, a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl, it looks like. So we're both on the Chiefs and the AFC. Yeah, both high on the Chiefs. Um, they're going to have a really good year unless, you know, injuries really uh, hamper them. Week one, we're going to do some locks of the week, you know, track uh, who's doing better. And uh, I'll start with uh, with you. Yeah, so we've got the lock of the week. And, and, and yeah, check, uh, check TV Sports and check our Instagram and Twitter at TV Sports and get Tosh and Jerry's picks of the week. Uh, those are games we like, some of the more, you know, less, less higher payout. Uh, but on this, on this pod, you're lucky enough to get our lock of the week against the spread and our upset of the week, which if, if you hit on these, man, um, you know, you're going to be getting a good return. These are picks we like. You know, we're not always right, but uh, stuff that we like. And so, yeah, to kick off week one, my lock of the week is Tennessee Titans. Minus two and a half at Denver. I just don't think Denver is very good. You've got Drew Lock. I think Tennessee is good. Denver lost Chris Harris and Von Miller. Tennessee is going to be able to throw on them. They're going to be able to run on them. The advantage of playing in 
you know, on the on at home instead of on the road is not going to be as much this year. Uh, I think Brable's going to have his boys ready to go, and uh, and yeah, I like Tennessee to win by a field goal or more. I really like the two and a half here. If it was three, I would have reconsidered, but uh, really like Tennessee to win this game by three or more. Um, that's my lock of the week. All right, yeah, Tosh, I, I like that Titans pick a lot. You know, I'm high on the Titans. I think they're going to win. Uh, their division, so I, I really like that one. I'm rolling with my guy Tom Brady here. My lock of the week to cover four and a half points. Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints on the road. Um, I think it's going to be closer than uh, four and a half points. And I like the Bucks to cover that one there. I think Tom has a new offense. It's coming out that Mike Evans has maybe had a little soft t- tissue injury. Maybe that moves the line before the game. Uh, I'm not counting on my guy Tom. Um, and I, I really like them. That's my that's my lock of the week in week one. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a good game to watch. I think it's the uh, marquee game of the weekend. So I'll be tuned into that. Now for my upset of the week, I'll take the Green Bay Packers at Minnesota. Two and a half point underdogs. I think they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game outright. Uh, the Vikings secondary is not good. Uh, Aaron Jones is very good, especially on turf. Um, he's going to be looking real fast out there. Showtime, 30-30. Um, and I really like the Packers here to win this game. The Vikings got much worse from last year. Uh, the Packers won in Minnesota last year and won at home versus Minnesota. Uh, the Packers are the better team. Not sure why they're getting three and a half points, but I'll take them as my upset of the week. Yeah, totally agree with you. I have zero idea why Minnesota's favorite here. You know, usually that home team gets three points, but there's no crowd like we were talking about. Minnesota really relies on their home crowd uh, connecting with the Skull Vikes channel, which I'm a big fan of. But yeah, no, I think Green Bay should be favored in this one. I totally like that upset. Um, If I'm going to go with a different one here, not just to piggyback off your Green Bay take, uh, I know I have the Seahawks going the distance here, going pretty far, but I like week one upset Atlanta Falcons over the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty pretty back and forth game. Uh, The line right now is Seahawks by one, so really... All Atlanta has to do is uh, win this game on their home turf. And, you know, if they're going have to a, have a shot at sneaking into the playoffs here, they're going to uh, have to defend home turf in this COVID situation. So I have Atlanta over the, over the Seahawks as uh, my week one upset instead of the, uh, the Packers that you took. Yeah, I like that pick out of you, Gary. Um, there we go. Our, our loss of the week. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to the NFL Preview Pod. Gary, that was a really fun one. Couldn't be more excited for Chiefs-Texans tonight. Uh, anything else you, you want to add here? Go Pats, baby. Huge season coming from Cam Newton. Can't wait. Yeah, so we're, we're really looking forward to this NFL season. As always, check out our stuff on 2TVSports.com. Check out our Instagram, our Twitter, at 2TVSports. Uh, love the interactions from you guys. And uh, Michael DiGatano, if you made it this far, shout out. Saw that you were commenting on the Instagram. Well, now you have our locking up set of the week. So, uh, as always, uh, thank you guys for listening. And 2TV Sports signing off with Mike.